for nine innings record for closers, which is, you know, the single season record, which is held currently by Yankees legend Arlandis Chapman. And um, it, it, it's really amazing to see because it's kind of like you said when Brody Van Wagenen, uh, a curse name around oh. these parts, traded for him and Robinson Cano's bloated contract. He stinks too. Years. Where is like Cano? The Mets day? gave up Jarek Kalanick. The Mets gave up Jarek Kalanick. Oh my God, they're going to regret this in four years. They're going to regret trading Jarek Kalanick every year until this year when Kalanick played in games and they realized he's a bum. And Edwin came out firing. 100%. And I mean, now you're going to tell me that the Mets lost this trade? Absolutely not. No, they won. Edwin, this is a steal. Kalanick is not going to be a good major leaguer. Mark my words. I know he's young. I get it. But the Mariners, another young stud outfielder by the name of Julio Rodriguez, who has stolen the show. And who, I just don't see where Kalanick fits. very disappointed could not play against the Yankees earlier this week because he was injured. Hmm. That was very disappointing. That was he, very sad. <laughs> I know this is, this is a little while ago, maybe old news, but just the, I mean, I, uh, when Julio knocked out Pete in the derby, I was like, you know what? If one guy deserves to win, it's that guy. And then when Soto knocked him out, I was like, oh, my God. I just, I just, I didn't even want Soto just out of spite. I'm like, oh, screw this. I want, no. obviously, you know, we'll get to the trade deadline in a little bit. Soto's a Padre, which sounds very strange, but... I guess we'll get used to it. We see, you know, we've seen other guys. We um, will get there. <laughs> but we'll get so back to uh, Edwin Diaz and the Mets. I mean, let me ask you this, Brett. Do you think the Mets should have made a bigger splash at the trade deadline? Do you think they were adequate? Do you think this team is solid? What do you think? Like, do you think they missed? Uh, do you think they 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 left pieces on the table at the, at the uh, trade deadline? Yeah, um, I think they definitely should add another reliever. I think Michael Givens isn't enough. Um, I mean, he he showed it in his first start. He left five runs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know get me either. wrong. He had a two point six six ERA prior to that game with the Cubs. I mean, he's been a decent reliever all year long. But your the Mets' reliance on McGill and David Peterson to adjust the bullpen roles really serves as the primary additions to that. And that is really outside of Edwin Diaz is struggling for consistency. So it's a little bit concerning. Do, but there, you know, there were Mets fans who were clamoring for a Wilson Contreras or a big time bat. Mm-hmm. I agree with the decision to just make the subtle additions. They didn't want to ruin team chemistry. They got guys who could hit in spots. And most importantly, they got situational lineups where nobody hits below a 750 in OPS. Right. That's what you want. You don't want to give up the farm for a one-year rental. No, we did it last you know, year with Baez. Yeah, and you gave up Pete Crow Armstrong last year for Javier Baez, who's now in Detroit, and he was a top. He was a top prospect in the system. Like, you, like you, that's just something that you can't do unless you're, a, in my opinion, at least. I mean, maybe this is like more of like a basketball or football mentality. I wouldn't trade for a guy unless you're guaranteed to sign him an extension. I think it's a good way of looking at it because, like, I think in baseball, actually, never mind, football is probably more. I was going to say, like, in baseball, the farm system is probably the most prized uh, commodity, I guess is the best way to describe it. Your best, your most essential asset. But I think football definitely beats that out because football lives off the draft. Well, yeah, but the football's different because you don't really have a farm system. You know, True. guys are expected to compete for spots right away and you know, make an impact right away because if you don't, well, see ya. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you also not for don't. Long for you know, a reason. It, oh, sorry, Jake. I cut you off. That's my fault. <laughs> Go ahead. No, that's all right. You keep going. <laughs> no, no. The only thing I was going to say was you don't see often in – or actually, you don't see at all. Like, say the Eagles were like, yeah, man, I'll give you Jalen Hurts. The only thing I want from you is Matt Corral. They're not going to do that. That's where you kind of look at, like, baseball trade I, logic that, that and football okay trade, trade logic. <laughs> you know, f- baseball, you could be like, all right, man, like, yeah, I- I- I'll give you a I'll give you a single-A prospect who's, like, really young and might turn into something. I'll give you a reliever. Yeah. That's the only sport in the United States where you can re- you can maximize those kind of trades. 
And I was asking, I was so, having, a, I think there's another good, another, I mean, I love this Mets team. They're doing things that are fantastic. Buck Showalter should be the manager of the year now. I mean, really, I really yes. feel that way. Yes. He's the biggest, you can give me Marte and, you know, uh, Scherzer's been a very big, you know, the, the two pieces from the A's fire sale, uh, Kanya and, uh, what's the, uh, Bassett. They, Bro, they've all been, name is not pronounced, actually pronounced Kanye, is it? I think so. He made a big deal out of it during the ESPN game. Bro. I, I just nah, call, the ESPN broadcast of those out of That was brutal. I hate when they mic these players up during the game. It distracts them. During the All-Star game, different story. You know, no one really cares. Right. But, like, dude, they're about to play in the – I think it was, they were playing the Phils. Like, that's a big game, divisional game. I mean, what are you doing? I, Get the mic off of I it. I need to go on a mini rant about ESPN's broadcast team. Sure, go ahead. Like – <laughs> like, like, listen, like, baseball, you know, you already need a certain energy. You know, that's why I think, personally, Gary, Keith, and Ron are the only broadcasters I really enjoy for baseball. Oh, 100%. The rest of them are too, too subtle, in my opinion. But when when you're listening to the ESPN broadcast, right, and you're trying to understand what's going on, you're, you know, you're trying to listen to, like, you know, a narrative going on in the background, you have this guy that sounds like he's constantly has a cold and needs to clear his throat. <laughs> And I, I I don't know his name. He he just sounds like he's constantly like sick. That's, and, and I don't know why uh, that's he's doing color. New York Mets it, legend David Cohn. <laughs> Isn't that's that? David Cohn that sounds like that? No, it's not. I thought he was a color guy. Oh, you talking about the play by play guy? I don't know, dude. I don't remember his name. I'm I I I'm not gonna you know I, I'm not I'm not even gonna call out names. But when 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 you sound like you know you're constantly running a cold and you need to clear your throat you know maybe you should do the the, the freelance researching uh, you know you know what i'm saying like like come on man i mean i, think... I have to put that on mute I <laughs> no I, I i'd agree with you i mean i i when these you know the only thing worse is when like when espn does the broadcast for the met games is like when fox does it and i know joe buck is now on i think joe buck's now on espn right mm, he he's currently not calling baseball Oh, that's right. He lost a World Series job. I guess his contract didn't get renewed. Oh, yeah, the, the, the well, two he went, he went over to ESPN for Monday Night Football. He didn't stay with Fox at all. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, I've kind of come around on Joe Buck. I don't. I know a lot of people don't like him. He's definitely gotten better over the years for baseball. Go for baseball fan club. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, I do think we should address the elephant in the room and 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 pay respect to Vince Scully, who I think is the goat, easily. I mean, I, I know Absolutely. during the when the when the, the morning he died, I checked, I I texted the group chat. I was like, I, Finskelly just died. I am not okay. I I was, <laughs> I I was awake. I had MLB Network on, and all of a sudden I see the the news, and they're talking to Bob Costas and mm. Michael Kay and about it, and it was it, it it was sad. You know, I I didn't really get to listen to him a lot because he. By the time I was born, he was calling, and you know I was watching baseball games. He was calling mostly Dodger games. Mm-hmm. But man, what what a legend! I mean, he's a poet. He really is. I mean, he's a poet. He was a storyteller. Oh. I mean, like other. I mean, other. I guess he's he's just the shining example of like a of a of like base of a ba- a perfect baseball broadcaster. Because like some guys will have more energy. Like, uh, like when things get like crazy, like Gary Cohen gets you fired up or Matt Vascursion does a very good job of that. He has a lot of energy. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Matt Vascursion, but I know a lot of people like him. He, yeah, he's right. He, he's good at what he does. But Vince Scully, right? Like he's, he's seen everything. He's called three perfect games. There's been 23 perfect games. He's called three of them. He's called 20 no hitters. He, he called the, per- the, the, the Don Larson one. Don Larson one, Sandy Koufax. I mean, who's the third one? Oh, uh, that's going to drive me nuts. Who was the third one? Well, I'm going to... Ah! I'm forgetting. Sorry, I have to check this out. Uh, we have to check it out. So while I pull this up, I mean, he's called all these, no, all these World Series, like all these he crazy... He called Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's record. Uh, sorry, hold on. He's, I mean, he's got the Kirk Gibson home run, the Buckner error. It gets through that, Buckner. That That is my favorite of his yeah, calls. Yeah, mine too. For, ba- <laughs> for baseball. I, 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 that hole at bat. That hole at bat with Mookie Wilson was it's just great. Oh, crazy man. And, and not oh, just and Kershaw's no hitter, though. Not not just baseball. Not just baseball. He called one of the most iconic football moments of all time. Really? The catch. 
Joe Montana to Dwight Clark in 1981. I didn't know he to beat the football. Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Send the Niners I remember to the that Super Bowl. one. What was it called? Joe Classic. Montana. Uh, the catch. Just look. Should I play? Do we you haven't heard of the catch? No, don't play it. Don't play it. I, we don't have the, the copyright, yeah. I guess. Don't, John, don't, don't when, play when, it. But when it's, we're off the air, you got to look that up. Yeah, it's one of the most iconic football moments of all time. I'll play it later on. Well, I, I wish we could play it. Uh, anyway. Uh, but, I mean, rest in peace to Vince Scully. Uh, thoughts, thoughts and prayers to the Scully family. I mean... He's just one of those guys. I'm like, oh, he's not gonna die. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's some guys like who you think of like your like your childhood like heroes. Cause I used to listen to him like like on, like on the YouTube highlights. Like, I love like YouTube and like Vince Scully on Babe Ruth, and he was like, oh, you know, I saw Babe Ruth, and he he he, he tells a story of how uh, he was in it was I think it was in the Polo Grounds or the old Yankee Stadium event. He saw all these kids you know going crazy. And he goes, well, as a kid, I had I had to see what was going on. So he goes over there, and he goes, there he was, Babe Ruth. And he was reaching – he didn't have, like, a baseball hat on. It was, like, a flat cap. And he was reaching into his pocket, and it was a it was a business card kind of thing with a stamped signature. Not a signature, a stamp. And he was giving it out to all the kids. And Vince said he, he ended up losing it. You know, as life goes, you move around. He dropped it. He right. was a kid when he saw it. And he said it probably wouldn't be worth a lot of money anyway because he had so many of them with him. But it was a beautiful written, it was a beautifully written signature with Babe Ruth stamped on a card. And it was just, there's just so many cool like baseball moments like that that he like ended up talking about. But he's also he also talked about beards. Like during a blowout in a Dodger game, he was like, "Oh, I had to look up what's going on with all these beards." <laughs> and then like he ended up saying like, you know, beards ended up coming in. Like during human history, because I guess like uh, ladies like them, even they that there's through like evolution. Like some years they didn't like beards, and it actually was Alexander the Great, who was like, I don't need a beard. So he shaved he uh, shaved all his facial hair, and then beards died out for like a hundred years. <laughs> and then they came and back then, up and again. And Vince Scully's just talking about all this on the air during yeah, the Dodger 100%. game. I mean, he was, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, one on one to count to Turner. <laughs> that, see, see, that's that's the kind of energy oh. that I strive for when I, that I that I strive to have as a play by play announcer. Hundred percent. I, I hope mean, I can have that kind of energy. I mean, he's just. I'm sure it comes with time because he's he's a he's a poet. Like he doesn't have the energy as like other guys, but nobody works the English language like Vince Scully on the air. So I mean, I had to give a little bit of a shout out to Vince Scully, but. A fa- fantastic uh, broadcasting career. Can't even imagine. Can you imagine seeing Babe Ruth? Can you kid? imagine calling games for just one team for sixty-seven years? Oh my God! That's like your entire life. That's yeah. That's some. Oh. That's like the majority of your life. You spend calling baseball games for one team. That's insane. And when they moved to when they moved out of New York, he, he moved with them. With them. He moved with Craziest. them from Brooklyn to L.A. He also grew up a Giants fan. Yes, he did. That's a New York. That's a New York Giant, not the football Giants, obviously. That's uh. How about that? I didn't know that. He was. Yeah, um, he he. I I remember he told that story when he was g- when he before his last game. He told mm-hmm. the story about how he fell in love with baseball because he saw the Giants being beaten up in the World Series <laughs> by the, the New York Yankees. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So with that, we're going to pivot a little bit to the New York Yanks. Now, Jake, what can you tell us about the Yankees? They suck. <laughs> I thought they were doing well. I know they, I know you, know, you know, it, it, it could just be a bit of a lull right now, but ever since they've come back from the All-Star break, they have not been as good as they were. Um... Really, the biggest bright spot has been Aaron Judge. Sure. Who I mean, at this MVP. point, at this point, if you're saying anyone that's not Aaron Judge for MVP, you need to get your eyes checked. <laughs> the man has was it 43 home runs and counting. I think 43 yeah. home runs at this point. It's early August, which is which is more than his total last year. And is only nine away from his total his rookie year, which is his career high. He is on pace to get like 66 home runs and smash Roger Maris's American League and New York Yankees record. 
And he's the only reason, or not the only reason, but the biggest reason why the Yankees are anywhere near competitive. Do you – now let me ask you this. Do you think – now I know the Yankees – kind of the, 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 uh, the Yankees haven't had a history of this. Obviously this year is much different than the previous years. I'm looking at last year. Like the Aaron Boone Yankees will be scorching hot. They'll go like 15-3, and three, and then they'll just be ice cold for a, a while. Like it'll go like, I don't know, maybe 3-9. Or three and sixteen, you know what I mean? Like they'll like they'll be extreme. They'll be extreme at both ends, and it seems until about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. I'm looking at that Red Sox, that Red Sox uh, series where they walked the two games off. Um, the Mets, the, I'm sorry, the Yankees have only have only get, gotten hotter, and they've kind of been due to slow down a little bit. Do you think this is like the? Per- I think this is the per. If you're a Yankee fan. This is the perfect time to hit a cold spell because it's early August and you can get snap out of it. You have enough time. That's my that's my point. And you have such a big cushion in this division. First of all, who's your threat? Toronto? Well, I'm not worried about the division at this point. Um, but do you think? Let me ask uh, this. Like, do you think? I think it's the perfect time to hit a cold spell. I now, I, I will agree with you. My concern isn't. The fact that they're hitting a cold spell necessarily—it's the fact that they're not—they're struggling against the better teams like mm. Houston, Seattle, the Mets. You know, I mean, it might just be a cold spell, but if it's indicative of anything, that doesn't bode well for the postseason. I have to—I'm sorry, Jake—I have to do this. Um, no, go ahead. So I work. I work at the at a, at a pool factory with a lot of uh. You know, I I, I tell a lot of stories on the, on the Tuesday crew. You got to ask uh, Jack and Mo to fill you in on a few things. Um, but I work with a lot of Yankee fans. Like a lot of the guys like in like where I work. The, you know, a lot of the, the my right. coworkers are Mets fans. Mm-hmm. But the guys in the office, like, they're all Yankee fans. So they come in to work with us sometimes, and I love messing with them. So like after the Mets beat that. Two game series. Actually, I might throw it to Brett real quick. Uh, after this, um, uh, they came into work and I was like, "So, uh, hey, Alex, how about those Mets, huh?" And then he just goes, "Shut up! I don't want to talk about it." And I just can't, I can't emphasize the satisfaction that I got after say after getting that because you know, you know, if the Yankees swept that series, it would be over. Brett, what do you think? I like the whisper. <laughs> no, but um, thank you, Matt. <laughs> no, but um, look, man, I a, a, a little bit off the topic, but like kind of sure. like you know, I, I'm gonna connect it all at the end. So I, I was having a debate uh, yesterday with a with a buddy of mine who lives up in Boston. He's like, Boston's the best sports city in the world. Mm. I said, well, you know, it's a little bit subjective. You know, saying X is the best sports city. You know, I feel like that's all really opinion. I was like, no, it's fact, you know, whatever. Right. So this morning he comes in our group chat with, you know, an article from Forbes and Bleacher Report. And and I was reading through it and I'm like, all right, fair enough. You know, there are some facts kind of behind the reasoning. They have a criteria. But, you know, we I, I, I send him a text saying, like, fair enough. We all agree that Yankees fans suck. And and then we all agreed and everything was at peace. So when the Mets swept the Yankees, right, there was nothing I enjoyed more than seeing Yankees fans cry. And that's exactly what they did. A hundred percent. And it was like, oh, the Mets got lucky. Oh, you know, uh, uh, like, I, I don't remember what else. I mean, it was pretty much something along the lines of that and, you know, stuff I probably shouldn't say on the air. But point being that that – sweep was just as advertised. It was the most satisfying series of the year. The only thing that tops it is the series we're in right now against the Braves. Mm. But nothing's more beautiful than seeing Yankees fans go on a 12 and 15 stretch afterwards or, or, or um, including those games excuse me and then think that their season's over. It's beautiful. It's just so satisfying because like Yankee fan. I'm not talking about Jake. Obviously Jake's a good Yankee fan. But like, no, no, Jake's a stand-up guy. Hundred percent, because you can have a conversation with him. Like, so all like a lot of Yankee fans though are like, 
27, that's the number. It's like, all right, all right, all right. So, like, bro, like, <laughs> it's like, like I asked 20, you what you wanted for lunch. is <laughs> only the number if you're my grandpa and you've seen most of those World Series wins. Exactly. You've seen what, one? Yeah, I've seen one, been alive for one other, and I was, like, two weeks old. <laughs> it's just, I, I can't stress the, like, the satisfaction like, because all all these naked fans are talking so much smack about it. Like, we're gonna walk it. I thought they were gonna split the series. I was like, well, I'm full. If they I, might split I was it, hoping they would split the series. Because I'd be like, wow, this is a good, you know, this is a good clash of titans. Obviously, if the Mets win it. That's that's great. But I was looking for a split, and yeah, like when the, when the when the Mets won that second game, all the Yankee fans were like, oh, just the the games count in October. It's like, all right, but like, you know. Yeah, the game the game count in October it. when the Mets then also have Jacob Degrom and they're on a hot streak and they're playing in their first World Series in seven years and the Yankees aren't even there because they can't even beat the freaking Astros. <laughs> oh man, well, uh, that's what I'm worried about. I'm not I'm not here sitting I'm not sitting here saying the season's over because of one bad stretch. I've been sitting here. Since last season, not believing in this team because one, I don't believe Aaron Boone is a good manager. I like you know, I like seems like a great guy. Seems like seems like an awesome guy. I'd love to hang out with him. Love to talk baseball with him. That's not the guy I want to have as as the manager, as the head coach of a professional sports team of the highest level. You want Buck Showalter? Yes, I want Buck Showalter. <laughs> so, not to cut you off, Jake, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, well, at, the, at the other side of the break, we're going to go over our locks of the week. Maybe you should bet against the, uh, the Yankees when they play the Astros. Buck Showalter, manager of the year. Oh, it's locked. So, uh, <laughs> we're going to go take a quick little break, listen to the Friday crew. I got it right this time. The Friday crew. It's not Tuesday. Uh, listen to the Friday crew. Uh, on, w, on WRSU 88.7 FM, New Brunswick, or... WRSU.org. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Hey guys, it's me, Isabella Gomez, filling in for Smokey Bear because he's got more to say than just... Only you can prevent wildfires. Like, if you're outside enjoying a barbecue, don't let a hamburger distract you from fire safety. Make sure you aren't dumping your hot coals or ashes onto the ground because that could start a wildfire. So take wildfire prevention seriously and let's save the world one day at a time. Juntos con Smokey Bear, podemos hacerlo. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Times are challenging, and we at WRSU FM New Brunswick are doing our part to connect our listeners with local resources. If you are in need of food assistance, the Elijah's Promise Community Food Kitchen is open seven days a week, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at their location on 18 Nielsen Street in New Brunswick. Please email food at elijahspromise.org. That's food at elijahspromise.org. Any questions? Thank you for listening. We are stronger together. And welcome back to the Friday Crew. John Hartnett, Jake Meistel. Meistel? No. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> one of it. these days, John. I'll get it right. I'm so, it's not on purpose, I promise. Brett Hahn is on the computer screen, on the Zoom. We're doing Locks of the Week, where we discuss our betting advice. Over or under, how many weeks will it take for John Hartnett <laughs> to get my last name pronounced correctly? Dude, we're we're, we're going to be here until I graduate, probably, in the spring. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope There's not. no way. Wait, Brett, you're a senior? Oh my goodness! I didn't know that. I'm devastated now. Now I gotta like prepare myself for the spring. <sighs> hey, I'm a senior too, John. So. You're a senior too? Are you kidding me? 
I wish I was. Oh, hey, are, you, are you serious? Are you actually a senior? <laughs> yes, I'm a senior. Are you kidding me? This is nonsense. <laughs> Dude, oh, this is what happens when, when you join clubs late. Ugh. That brings us to, that brings us to locks the week. <laughs> <laughs> Over or under on how many times we're going to get distracted from actually t- giving our locks of the week. <laughs> oh, this is what happens. Around, uh, anyway, so, uh, Brett, do you have a lock of the week? You want to go first? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I usually pull them out of my uh, pocket anyway. So let me uh, let me pull another one out. Um. So. Or, sorry. I was going to go with the Yankees, but the last time I bet on Nestor Cortez, he cost me $368 in a parlay, so I'm oh salty and I'll never hey, do that again. Hey, you did, you did great um, with your lock last week, Brett. I, oh, yeah. You, your that, lock that last was awesome week was lock. amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron Judge did hit a homer, and they did win. So I did no, not hit on that, my lock last week. <laughs> that, that was awesome, man. Like, genuinely. And my phone, like, randomly switched me off FanDuel back to Zoom without me hitting a button. So I don't know why that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> but um, looking at – kind of looking at the um, – looking at the baseball scene again, I'm going to, you know th- – I think I'm going to do a parlay here. And there, there's two pitchers I'm looking at that I really like for tonight. And it's – Framber Valdez, the ground ball king of the Houston Cheaters, <laughs> and Dylan Cease, the AL Cy Young candidate on the Chicago White Sox. I think both of those teams are going to win. Cleveland Guardians have a pitcher, uh, Gaddis, going out there, and the Rangers have a rookie in, uh, I think I think it's Greg Otto. So I- I'm going to go with the experienced pitchers here, and it's going to be a – Two, a little two-team parlay. I mean, it's relatively safe, in my opinion. If you were to bet ten dollars, if I can get this out of my way, you, you bet ten dollars, win twelve. All right. So. Sometimes you gotta have a safe bet. You can't. You know, you got yeah. rent due. You got. Oh, you know, not rent. You gotta like. You want to buy some ice cream later on. You know, you gotta gotta. You know, you don't want to waste the money. You gotta. You know, what you want a sure bet. I like that. It's a good change of pace. Uh, Which brings us to Jake. I'm struggling here because I got two I got two games that I want to do as my lock. So you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do both. Uh, game number one happening tonight at 7.05 p.m. We got the Pittsburgh Pirates, where the only thing they're pirating is uh, loyalty from their fans, <laughs> against the Baltimore Orioles, who are not in last place. In the AL East. Yeah, we'll talk about the Orioles in the Kenley Stock segment. I got yes, to, we I will. Rant but about them a little but bit. before we get there, sure. I am going to pick the Baltimore Orioles tonight against that? the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're playing at home. They got a winning record. When I went to see them, they were good, and they're still good. The fans are loving it. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm not going to be picking that here anyway. I'm picking the Orioles to win. And I got to throw in one more just because I got to pick on the punching bag of baseball that is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Oh, you stole my lock. Oh, I'm oh no, did I? No, it's okay. Oh, uh, did I? Oh well oh, it's fuck. too bad because I, I, I gotta talk about it that. now. I gotta talk about it now because it's just it's the worst thing ever and I hate it. Um so for those of you who don't know the LA Angels played a game last night at home against the Oakland Athletics, who, I mean, the Oakland Athletics are one of the worst teams in baseball right now. So, you know, I mean, the fact that the Angels lost isn't the only thing that just makes me steamed about it. The fact that they, they tied a Major League Baseball record, seven solo home runs in the game, and it, they still lost. Two! By supposed MVP candidate Shohei Otani. They still can't win the game because for some reason, God hates the Angels. <laughs> That's the most Angels thing ever. I'm, I'm sure like in the Wilpon era, if the, the Mets would do something like that. Like imagine in an alternate universe where uh, the most beautiful man in the world, Stephen Cohen, would not buy, <laughs> did not purchase this, new, this Mets team. And let's just say the coupons were still running the organization. I mean, can you imagine like... You know, 
Alonzo goes, you know, hits a few home runs. Uh, I think Vogelback is like a Wilpon level signing a little bit, but like on the surface, like obviously he's very, he's been very big. But I think on the surface, that's what it looks like. He would go deep, and then everyone would go low Mets, you know, uh, poverty franchise, and the Mets would be sitting in third place with the with the poverty Phillies. Mm-hmm. And um, I just can't. The P get o- stands for poverty. <laughs> and yeah, for both of them, but Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, but I, I mean. How many times are we going to see this with the Angels? Because they have so much talent when everyone's healthy. I mean, Rendon's very good when he's healthy. The starting, the starting rotation showed glimpses of greatness, and now they, just, they sold everybody. I guess Syndergaard's, Syndergaard's a Philly. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear it. And then, oh, I, mean, who's, I mean, who's left on the Angels pitching staff? I mean, what's his name? The, the guy who was a relief. Oh, Lorenzen. Is he still over there? I'm going to fact check that in real time. Yeah, Lorenzen's there. Reed Detmers, who had the no-hitter this year, the rookie. That's right. Oh, yeah, Detmers, who also pitched an immaculate inning, by the way. (laughs) Unbelievable. That he did. He's pretty good. Sandoval's still over there. But anyway, um, just to kind of go back, because I I feel like we got a little sidetracked. Yes, This is my second lock of the week. Lock of the week. We, I am, I mean, I'm not just picking against the Angels. I'm picking them to lose by at least four runs tonight against... America's team, the Seattle Mariners. Yes. Everyone loves the Mariners. You love the Mariners. I love the Mariners. Your mom loves the Mariners. And if you say you don't, you're a liar. You're a filthy liar, and I don't want to talk to you about baseball. The Mariners beating the Angels by at least four runs tonight, and I'm going to keep it there because I don't want to jinx anything. (laughs) You know, Jake, it's having a great day today. And then you decided to steal my <laughs> lock. I was going, I was looking at this Mariners lineup, Mariners uh, matchup with the Poverty Angels, and going, you know what? This is a good lock because the, the Mariners are are America's team. Last year they showed a lot of heart. Looks like I'm pirating more than the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I am gonna pivot to the Colorado Rockies, who just picked up Denelson Lamette from the Padres. I guess he was on waivers or, so- or something. Oh. oh God. Who? Nelson. He's awful this year. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, wow. I didn't know he was that bad. Uh, That'd be a Wilpon level signing if the Mets got him. <laughs> his ear- <laughs> he, he's terrible this year. <gasps> his ERA is 9.5. It's yep. actually a pretty good pitching matchup, though, with the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. Now the, question, the question is, would it be a Dave Gettleman level signing? <laughs> Who's that? I'm asking you, Brett. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I think. See, I'm trying to think what what would what in baseball would be in comparison to drafting a running back second overall. Uh, oh let's God. can we not do that? Can we can we pick a different well, I'm just, example? I'm just trying to think because that's when Dave Gettleman comes to mind. It's I drafted Saquon number two. No, for me, like, when Dave Gettleman comes to mind, it's trading back into the first round for a cornerback who's off the team after a season. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I think that's I mean, I mean, that, <laughs> I mean honestly, that, that's like the Mets going with their first overall pick and just being like, all right, we're going to – see, I don't even know. You can't make a comparison. I drafted a, like... a, a long relief guy. So, so oh, tell me, no, tell me, John, what First the Rockies overall, are going to be doing tonight with their Dave Gettleman level decision. <laughs> um, wait, uh, what were you saying, Brett? No, I was saying, like, I, I guess the closest thing you can get to it is, like, yeah, with the first overall pick, we're, we're going to draft a relief pitcher. That's just so like, bro, like, bizarre. I don't know about that. That's Dave Gettleman. No, no, with the first, with the first overall pick, we're we're not just gonna we're gonna draft a relief pitcher. And then we're gonna trade back into the first round. Oh my god! We're gonna trade back into the first <laughs> round, and oh. we're gonna we're gonna get a a a backup catcher. No, a backup catcher no. with character issues. <laughs> character issues. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna rein it in a little bit. All right, all right. Tell me what the Rockies are Rockies. doing tonight, John. So the Rockies. Let's talk a little bit about the Rockies, right? I mean, during the beginning, first of all, they two years ago or a few years ago, they traded Nolan Arenado, their their franchise player, a, I think a Hall of Famer, one of the best defensive uh, third How basemen of playing? all time. A while, I think, like um, at least ten years, I think. Okay. okay. Uh, just want to check that real quick. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, ten you, years. You know how sometimes too early to have that conversation, but you know. I mean, defense. I mean, defensively, there's not a better th- defensive third baseman. I I would disagree. Who do you think? Eduardo that? Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, yeah, back when Todd Frazier. back when he was still on the Yankees, I would have said Gio Urshela was the best defensive third baseman, but I have no idea what he's been doing for the Twins these days. So. Nine Gold Gloves, five Platinum Gloves, bro. The, you you get the G, Gio Urshela not being as big of a name doesn't get the awards, but he I mean if you watch them at third base that's true my goodness um, incredible that's not to discredit Nolan Arenado one of the best defensive 100%. third basemen in the game right now maybe not in the history of the game but in the game top right three now. right now easily yeah and um, although he's kind of a little bit of a crybaby I mean well, Mets kind of rattled him a little bit back in uh, back in May they, well, he's threw not, up and he's in near big, him he's not a as big of a crybaby as Red Sox legend Tommy Pham. <laughs> <laughs> so the Rockies for my luck of the week. <laughs> it's actually so talk about a bad matchup. We got the Rockies sitting in the basement of the NL West at forty seven and sixty one against the Diamondbacks, who are a game above them at forty six and fifty eight. Bumgar in the pitching matchups. Great, great, great matchup. <laughs> it's, it's the definition of mid. This is like going through a wrestle, like a like a UFC fight, and seeing me taking on like, uh, I don't know, like a middle school kid. Like, there's no way, like someone's losing. Like, <laughs> if I win, I really lose because I beat up a kid. But like, if this guy wins, I got I let myself get beat up by anyway. So I don't know what I'm talking about. But really bad matchup. <laughs> Very bad matchup. So the Rockies, it's actually not a not a bad pitching matchup. You got Herman uh, Marquez sitting, uh, you know, who's he's he's had a better year. It's like five point two nine. Not a not a great year, but he's a, he's a stuff guy. You know, he's got a good fastball, good curveball, and then he's facing off against uh, the bunk, uh, Madison Bumgarner, sitting at a, he's having a pretty good year, three point eight three ERA. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I think the Diamondbacks uh, take it. I think Bumgarner is capable of pitching a great game. Um, he's having a much better year. Than he has lately. Uh, I mean, during the COVID year, he had a, he had a dreadful, dreadful, uh, you know, dreadful year. Six, six and a half ERA. But last year, he kind of improved. Is like it was. Didn't he throw that no hitter? That was last year, right? Or during the COVID year? I don't remember. He did throw. He did throw a Fagazi seven inning no hitter. Um, <laughs> it, I guess it's a real no hitter. It should count. This is still a whole count. game. No, it should definitely count. But uh, it counts in my book. <laughs> I think the Diamondbacks win it. I think that uh, you know, both teams are, you know. Not good, but uh, I think Diamondbacks steal a game with a mad bum on the on the bump. That's what I think. It's Alrighty. a lot. Well, we we took an interesting road to get there, but I think we got all of our. Yeah, I don't know what I was saying there. before. I kind I don't know. It's a, it was an al- it was an analogy. I'm not the best at metaphors. We 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 took an interesting road. <laughs> but uh, that'll do it for locks of the week. When we come back, we'll have our Kemi just talk segment, and uh, stay tuned for the Friday crew. I, I'm sorry, my voice is cracking. Stay tuned for the Friday crew. Listening to the Friday crew on WRSU 88.7 FM, New Brunswick, or John Hartnett, Jake Mistel, Brett Hahn on Zoom. What a day it is. We got the Mets playing the Braves. We got the Orioles Pirates poverty matchup happening in Pittsburgh. So, fellas, let me ask you a quick question to kick off this Can We Just Talk segment. Alrighty. Favorite sports movies. What can you say? Well, I'll kick it off with Brett. Any first thoughts, Brett? Coach Carter is my favorite sports movie. Which one? Time. It's called Coach Carter. It's a basketball movie. It's based off a true story. Coach Carter. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I, I definitely recommend it. It's basically, it's in short, it's a high school basketball coach who took a job at a high school he used to play up the graduation rate isn't that high and not a lot of kids went to college and you know the goal is still to win a state championship so it's like uh, it's the story of how he got these guys to focus on their academics and achieve glory how so, about and that it, it was an excellent movie i've seen it like six times <laughs> i like that it's, it kind of reminds me of remember the titans have you guys seen that uh, bro. that's a fantastic movie oh so. bro Bro. Bro, what a movie! Denzel is fantastic, and I love. He's the fantastic more. in everything. I, but, but yeah, I mean, he's. He, I mean, I think I've got a theory. Maybe, maybe it's not a good theory. It's a theory. 
There are no bad actors. There are no bad actors. Actors. So I'm gonna be actors. There are no bad. How are you, New Yorker? There are no bad actors. There are no bad actors. There you go. Only bad scripts. I think everybody that's has. A, that's a that's a that's a theory that's wildly incorrect. Maybe it's a hot. Can... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a hot, that's take. a hot take. That's a that is a wildly incorrect theory. Because I've seen. I mean, John Travolta, right? He was in all those, all those really crappy movies, and then he. Uh, there, there are so so here. Here's the way it works, right? There, there are great actors who don't need great scripts or great directors. There are good actors who may or may not need a good script or a, and or a good director. And then there are people who just can't act. That's, mm, I don't know. I think anybody can act. Maybe not like be a good one, but anybody can do it. Well, that's that's a different story. Like, anybody, I could be anybody, <laughs> anybody can stand in front of a camera and read lines. That's true. I not mean, every most be, not everybody can do well. I mean, I could be a major league baseball reliever. I'm gonna give up bombs. You, <laughs> you could certainly be a major league baseball reliever. You even got the look for it. I'll come, yeah, I got the hair, got the the long physique. I'll come out of the bullpen. Go, oh, here, oh god, here comes John Hart out of the bullpen. All right, guys, first pitch fastball. Bink. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Everyone's booing me, throwing stuff at me. It's like, oh, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, uh, but then Dale Washington is fantastic in uh, Remember the Titans. He is. I mean, the only I think my favorite Denzel movie. Not to get off track too quick, but it's got to be Training Day with him and the uh, I I two cops. Not, I'll be honest in saying I haven't actually seen a lot of Denzel movies. I only just know that he's amazing in every movie that he's in. He's fantastic. The more I watch him, and like the more I watch his movies, the more I love him. He just he like the like one of his movies is, is a flight. He's a pilot who's who's like a, a you know um what's it called. Like he's an alcoholic, and when he he flies the plane, and then he there's a lot of mechanical failures or something. So he, um, you know, he's drunk out of his mind while flying the plane. He actually lands the plane in a way, you know, like half of the s- passengers survive. Otherwise, they all would have died. And there's a whole investigation. The rest of the movie is kind of bad, but like the the first like half hour with like his morning routine, and then like the, the plane crash sequence is fantastic, and the ending is very empowering. It's just the middle hour. The movie just sucks. <laughs> But I feel Denzel, like a lot of movies are like that. But he's, I mean, his performance is, is fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, not to turn this into the Denzel Washington, uh, you know, fanboy club, but he's just, every movie I watch, I just, you know, I just love his work even more. So, so we're going back to favorite sports movies before we get sports movies, more yes. off topic. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I remember the Titans is a great movie. I do love that movie. Is it, is it my favorite? Sports movie. I don't know. I mean, there, it's not there, my favorite. No, it's there's a, it's up there. There's a lot of great sports movies. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Miracle. It definitely sounds familiar. Uh, the one about the miracle on ice. Yes. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic. Uh, great movie. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to say though, if I had to pick a favorite sports movie, the one that immediately comes to mind, A League of Their Own. Yeah, Hanks. I've never seen it actually. Another fantastic movie. You haven't seen League of Their Own? I know. You gotta go home. You gotta watch that because <laughs> that movie is outstanding. I might watch it when I when I move in. You know, when you first it has movement. one of the most iconic baseball quotes of all time, and you haven't even seen it. I know. I know. I'll, there's no crying in baseball. Well, yes, there is crying in baseball. There's how no can... crying in baseball. Yes, there is. It's true that. I mean, how can you, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Well. You could be romantic. You don't have to cry about it. Oh, I have. <laughs> when you're a Mets fan, bro, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad years. Well, I'm sure Brett can attest to that. Obviously, obviously, it, obviously, mm. we're joking. But um, I've never seen it though, man. I, no, I, you you it's have to my see it. It's it's a great yeah. movie. I have um, a list right now. I got a list going. I love that movie. That's your, is that your favorite sports movie? I would say that's my favorite sports movie. That's the one that immediately came to my head when you asked that question. I was just like, hmm. man, that movie's so good. League of the sorry, excuse me. Yeah, it's uh, a, that that movie. I for those who don't know, is a movie about it's a World War. It it takes place during World War Two, and the the whole idea is that you know there was in in real life there was a all women's baseball league that came that that was around in World War Two, because you know all the men they went off to war, right? You mm-hmm. know, like Ted Williams, he went. Oh right, yeah. He went to go serve in World War Two. Came back was even better. He uh, would have broke everything. Yeah. If he didn't go go and serve, yeah, he would have broke all the records. Yeah, he he would have. Um, Sorry. You know, 
but that there was an all women's league, you know, in place. And this this is the story of that league, you know. And you know, how it it's just a really cool movie. It's a it's an empowering movie. You know, I would imagine especially for women and I, I I think it's a great movie that everybody should see. Um and uh yeah. It's and John John, I can't believe you're a baseball player. I know, man. You gotta go see it right now. I just saw um it's definitely it's probably up there as like one of the best sports movies ever made. I just never I've never seen it. Or I've never seen uh what's what's it called? Field of Dreams either. Oh, I haven't seen Field of Dreams. Brad, have you seen Field of Dreams? I actually haven't either. I should add them to the list too. I've heard it's really good. Because they have the Field of Dreams game coming up the, against like one of the worst matchups. <laughs> it's the Reds and the Cubs, man. For the Field of Dreams game this year. For the Cubbies. Oh, it's gonna be bad. Um well, they're gonna have the cool uniforms. Have, though. You, have you seen Bad News Bears? No. That is what? What's that? You haven't seen Bad News Bears? Oh my goodness. I mean, Money I've seen you guys have seen Moneyball, right? I've not seen Moneyball. What? What? Brad, have you seen Moneyball? No, my, my, my friends ridicule for me this all the time. What? And I, I've I need seen... to watch it. Dude! But I haven't seen Moneyball yet. <laughs> it's a documentary about... Well, it's not really a documentary, but it's... I mean, Brad Pitt's in it. He's a great he's a great Billy Bean. Jonah Hill's in a documentary about baseball? Yeah. No. Yeah, Jonah Hill's in it. It's about like... Yeah, no, no. Jonah I don't, like I don't like the movie. Oakland A's, so I don't want to watch it. I don't either. They're the, they're, they're... But it's one of the best baseball movies ever. From what I've heard, so it's so good. It's I mean, it takes place like during the off season of 03 and 04 when yeah. they, like when when uh they lose like Giambi, Isringhausen, and Damon, and then, like that's like really what brought anal- analytics into baseball. And then it went towards the end. Spoiler alert! Towards the end of the movie. Spoiler uh, alert! It did, spoiler alert! It's only a historical thing that actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> the the Red Sox GM offers Billy Bean a a uh you know the job after his the next season when he uses analytics and he's like I want to infuse money into your method he goes like he he needs to f- he refuses it he wants to win it all with Oakland cuz he says he made only one decision in his life based on money and he'll never do it again that's when he got drafted by the Mets actually leave it to the Mets I I'll, I'll give a you failed... another sp- I'll give you another spoiler alert sure the Oakland Athletics never won a championship <laughs> still that. haven't and they probably won't <laughs> and they probably won't even be in Oakland <laughs> right oh man you're right Anyway, <laughs> but and, and they're still they're gonna leave the Oakland mausoleum soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the next, I think, two seasons later, the Red Sox win the World Series, a curse-breaking World Series at that, with his we method. Don't, we don't like to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Moneyball is definitely up there as one of the best sports movies. Draft Day, Brad, have you seen Draft Day? Of course. Draft Day is a great sports movie. It's um. Who hasn't? Who hasn't seen Draft Day? I'm, my 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 roommate's a big uh, football fan. He was like, "You gotta see Draft Day. It's like the football version of Moneyball." I haven't seen that movie. It's fantastic. It's uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Kevin Costner's the GM of the of the Bear of the uh, not the Bears, the uh, the Browns. The, the Browns. The Brown. The one like it's actually a pretty realistic movie in terms of like how football, like the business side of football, is run. Okay. And uh, the the one I do have a nitpick about it. Like the one unrealistic thing about it is like everybody wants to be a Brown. <laughs> That that's, that's not that's yeah that never yeah happen. I was about to say wait the 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 Cleveland Browns yeah it's strange it's uh yeah we'll like, get there I mean there's like play, like during the movie there's like this players like you know uh, I forget his name like he goes they they'll go to the GM and be like oh you know I I really want to be a Brown it's like are you sure about that like I don't know but uh I highly recommend it Draft Day's up there Miracles definitely one of my favorite sports movies of all time um there's so many there's so many like I mean. Nothing like watching a sports movie, like during the, especially during the off season. Like I always watch Moneyball after the, uh, like after the World Series ends, like probably like in December or January, like in the in the low, uh, of baseball. During watch Moneyball. Free agency. Yeah, pretty much. Cause like, yeah, actually, it's a good, it's a good point. Actually, <laughs> it's like the perfect time to watch it. Cause it's right perfect when you. Perfect time to watch. Perfect time to watch a movie about not spending money. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I've been. Uh, it's just it's just a great movie. There's so many great sports movies out there. Like, uh, you mentioned Miracle. Uh, yeah, just a lot of great um, sports movies. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of if there are any other sports movies that I've seen that I can remember, and I'm I'm drawing a blank. I mean, 
there's a few like my top three right it's got to be Moneyball, Miracle, Draft Day. I really do. I mean, but Rudy's up there. I have not seen Rudy. I I haven't seen it in a long time. It's probably and I like, don't like Notre Dame, so I'm not sure if I will. <laughs> what? I mean, I've talked. I am absolutely petty enough to not watch a movie because it features a sports game I don't like. Oh, you're so. out of your mind. No, I am that petty. <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> I won't watch the Yankees movie, to be fair. What? Was that Brett? I said I, I won't I won't watch, watch a Yankees movie, to be fair. But. Oh, speaking of Yankees movie. Sure. Um, Pride of the Yankees, I've seen. That's the oh, old one. That is oh, old Wait, one. what's the other one? Uh, what's it called? Uh, with John Goodman. He plays the babe. I think it's called Babe. It might be. I have another great it, but, Yankees movie. But uh, I, I've seen I've seen Pride of the Yankees about Lou Gehrig. Um, oh, is it about his story? Yeah, played by. Um, I would like that actually. My dad would love that too. I forget. I forget the guy's name. Old movies, like Citizen Kane. Old. Um, oh wow. <laughs> um, Hold on, guys. Sticking the, uh, listening to the Friday Crew on WRSU eighty-eight point seven FM, New Brunswick. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Listening to WRSU Friday Crew. But yeah, Pride of the Yankees. That's a great movie. It it it's a great movie, especially considering it came out so soon. You know, after Lou Gehrig died, and mm. you know, I mean, oh, that old. Yeah, that old. Like wow. only a few years wow. after he died. Um, that's one of the greatest American speeches of all time. Lou Gehrig. Oh. I am the luckiest man on the face of the earth. It's like, oh my like, goodness. Like, even if you Lewis. don't, li- even if you don't like the Yankees. You know, you gotta appreciate Lou Gehrig because it's not—it's not even really about the Yankees. It's about Lou Gehrig, and it's about his life. Yeah. So it's—it's it's more of a biopic rather than you know a, a sports movie. Although that—that that does remind me, one movie I wanna—I wanna watch is Forty Two. That's uh, starring, fantastic. That's starring, probably top five sports. Oh, that's the, amazing. The late Chadwick Boseman. Boseman. <laughs> Rest in peace. I can't believe it. you haven't seen Forty Two. No, I haven't, but I want to. Oh my goodness, dude! Chadwick Boseman's in it. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, you just said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I um, I um, I forgot he, dude. I can you? Really, I forgot he died a few years ago. I was I was devastated. Uh, I mean, how can you? First of all, just to, to be diagnosed with something like you know, like really bad cancer, and then like that's one thing. But this guy turned. He was like, you know what? Screw it. This is this is what I have. I'm gonna live life to the fullest. And he made all those movies. And he kept it a secret. Like we, like I didn't know he was sick during, you know, when he was filming all those movies. Did you guys know he was sick? I think no, after he died. Y- you never, you, you don't really know someone, <laughs> right? You never know these people. People, people have their secrets. But uh, Jackie Robinson, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Forty Two is a is a is a fantastic movie. It goes over the whole thing with Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier, and um, it's just. Some of the greatest acting I've ever seen in movies. Brand, uh, Harrison Ford <laughs> plays Branch Rickey, the owner. Wait, of Harrison Ford's in that movie? Yeah, man. He plays the owner. Well, of, now uh, I have to see. It. I love Harrison Ford. He <laughs> plays um Branch Rickey, the owner of the Dodgers. <laughs> I can't do the voice right now. I just drink some water. But like, he has like the voice nailed. It's perfect. And uh, yeah, it's do, great. Do we count the Space Jam movies as sports movies? Absolutely not. Okay, good. Because I haven't. <laughs> seen Wait, what? Yeah. You don't count Space Jam as a sports movie? I've also never seen them. So. I've never seen them either. Nah, uh, saying, saying Space Jam is not a sports movie is like saying any of the Taken movies are not action. Uh, any, of the, like, any of the what? That's just not true. Any of the, You've never seen Taken either? Oh, I've seen Taken. I haven't seen Taken. Is that Liam Neeson? Yeah, that's the one with oh, Liam Neeson. No. The one where he says, uh, I've got, you know, I'm a man with a particular set of skills, you know. Oh, that's the oh I, oh I love the Mason. I uh oh that's the movie. Yeah, that's that movie. Yeah. Is that the one? Is that the one where he goes? I will find you. I will find you, and I will kill you. Yeah, that um, one. Oh, that one. That one. I guess it's, I, I it's, guess yeah, it's fine. Exactly. It's fine. It's not. It's not an amazing movie. Hmm. It's okay. I gotta. Uh, it's a good enough action movie. I gotta check it out. I uh. Yeah, man. If if you're looking for something of particular substance, I don't think you're gonna find it in that particular movie. But, no. You know. Gotta watch like The Irishman. <laughs> I said something of particular substance. Yeah, Martin not Scorsese. Not Scorsese's mob movie of the week. <laughs> so no, that's fantastic. I know we're we're going on a little bit of a rabbit hole. Duran in it a little bit. Sports movies. <laughs> 40, 42 is fantastic. Gotta check it out. I gotta watch League of Their Own. Um, but yeah, you, know, you gotta love a good sports movie, man. Sports movies are good. They're not. They're not really my favorite genre. <laughs> I I generally tend to like more. You know. I, I kind of like 
like fictional dramas to be perfectly honest. Most sports movies are based on true stories or mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, I, I kinda like fiction a little more. <laughs> oh, you know what's a good movie? Is uh there's a few baseball movies. There's there's Eight Men Out. It goes over the Black Sox scandal. Oh that's good. Oh, I forget who's in it. Someone like really big is in it. Excuse my typing real quick. Um uh, it goes over the White Sox scandal. Basically, Arnold Rothstein was a, um, a a a a Jewish gangster in the in the 1920s, and he was always slated to be like the guy who rigged it. But they, I don't think they could ever like actually uh, prove it. But they, it's really like it's highly suspicious that he's the guy who rigged it, and he rigged the World Series. He had guys like drop pop ups, strike out on purpose, like miss routine plays. Like they would lose. Um, like I'm gonna pull up the score sheet, the 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 box score of that World Series. One sec, coming uh, Central franchise page. And then, uh, I think this like these the events of this 1919 World 1919. Series. I you know how I remember that mm. because I remember uh, ew, it's a nine game series. I remember I remember Jay Gatsby talking about it in The Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. That was that. I was actually thinking about watching The Great Gatsby, both of them, because oh. after watching Elvis, which is fantastic. I know it's not a sports movie, but you gotta watch it about the king. I work on the Great, Great Gatsby is a good movie. Better book. I love that book. <laughs> why does I mean? Why does every high school in America require that reading that book? Because it's a good book. It's, a, it's, a, it's an okay. It's book. a good book, John. At most, it's it's okay. <laughs> Brett, what are your thoughts on The Great Gatsby? Uh, very boring. Oh, That's come on. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, it's bad. I love The Great Gatsby. I thought it was a fun read. That, that book stinks. Although, you, you have to understand. Oh, multiple you have to times under- in high school English You know what? You know book. what? I could have been fooled because you have to understand. This was the second book I read that school year, and the first book I read that school year I had to do for summer reading, and that was The Catcher in the Rye. That one I did not read. Another brutal book. Oh, I hate that book. My book. My, I hate read, that book. Do you guys have to read The Crucible? I, I love that book. <laughs> that was okay. Because, like, I don't... That was great. Not to go off too off topic, but, like... What's the name of that one book with the George guy? George Orwell? They had to shoot in the back of the barn. Oh, uh, Of Mice and Men. Oh, of Mice I and Men. That, that was a, a fantastic one. book. That's good. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Lenny. Did y'all ever read Hamlet in school? <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't think that was required for us. I mean, oh. I, I think it's with like different high schools have different like required readings, but like yeah. they'll have like they'll share some books. Like everybody reads of Mice and Men. Or, I like, didn't read of Mice and Men. Didn't really? Nope. You're I didn't read Kill Mockingbird either. What? Oh, uh, you're not really missing out there. A lot of my <laughs> friends <laughs> have that one, but I I didn't have to Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, Mice and Men's fantastic, and To Kill a Mockingbird was good. I actually liked it. It was really interesting, but uh, um. I can't believe I didn't have to read a kill. That's ins- wait. Did you read um? What's it called? Um, you read great. You read great Gatsby. Did you read Gulliver's Travels in your senior year? Nope. What? I read Huckleberry Finn. What is that? I don't even know what that is. You don't know Huckleberry Finn? Tom oh, Sawyer. That's Tom Sawyer. I know of a Tom Sawyer like Rush song. That's a good song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah no, no, Tom Tom Sawyer's a jerk. Dude. I don't like him. <laughs> is he? He's a schmuck. He's, he's a he's a schmuck. Also, it's a, Mark Twain's a fake name. That's not his real name. What? Uh, uh, Mark Twain. That's like his, Twain? his his pen name, I think. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Samuel Samuel Clemens. Uh huh. What a guy. Anyway. But um, I mean, obviously, you had to read Shakespeare, right? You had to read uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, right? Billy Shakes. Not a fan of Billy Shakes. <laughs> uh, I like Billy Shakes. <laughs> we, had to, we had to read Romeo and Juliet. We had to read a few of his a few Caesar? of his works. Caesar's Caesar. Caesar I liked. was good. Caesar was good. Romeo and Juliet was not. Caesar was good. Caesar was good. Hamlet was good. <laughs> Uh, I did. I did not read Hamlet. We read. Um. We also read. What's the one about the guy? He's walking around, and the witches go, "You're gonna be king." He's like, uh, that Macbeth. Macbeth. That w- the story, like the idea of the story behind it, like the themes you learn, is cool. But it's got. There's gotta be a, a better way of presenting it than like witches and like all this not all this like. Did you ever? It's kind of dated. Did you ever read the Taming of the Shrew? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, you Taming don't. Of the Shrew? I, I, here's a better question. Have you ever watched the movie Ten Things I Hate About You? No, I have not. What's based on that play? <laughs> Taming of the Shrew. What's it about? It's a comedy. That's fun. Yeah, um, comedy. So, 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 something my mom taught me about Shakespeare is that is that 
when it comes to when it comes to Shakespeare, the with the comedies, you you, you get you get a good laugh and everybody dies. With the tragedies, you cry a little bit and everybody dies. And with the histories, everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good point. I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put that in my uh, in my notes. Um, but yeah. Although I would argue that Hamlet is a comedy, not a tragedy. But that's just me. I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, it's um, what's it called? I mean, I don't know. This can't be. Uh, but oh my god! Oh my god! Sorry, sorry. Uh, my sister just texted me and said there's a huge wasp nest. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> she, all she said was huge wasp nest. So I'm very. Oh, anyway, um, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. This has been the sports, the sports movie segment of the Friday Crew. Sean Hardnett, Jake Mustel, Brett Hahn. Beware of wasps, everyone. Yes, beware of wasps. You listen to the Friday Crew on WRSU 88.7 FM. Or WRSU.org. Welcome back to the Friday.